I, what I want to look at over here is a thought. Uh, so I'll give you the intros- introduction to the thought, which is not written down. Uh, a thought from my Rosh Hashiva, Reb Gifter, particularly Bracha. So we know that we sit in the sukkah as a reminder of Anonia Kavah that Hashem gave us these special clouds of glory to protect Klai Yisrael in the midboard. So he asked the question, like, why is it that we commemorate specifically the clouds of glory? We know that Chrysler had the mon. Chrysler had the air. Chrysler had the, had the mon. They had the water. And in many ways, that was maybe more important. They couldn't survive without the mon. And it diff- in the desert, it's difficult without prote- protection. But, you know, you can, you can deal with it. But you can't survive without food. You can't survive without water. So we, we should argue that the, the, the remembering the nace of the mon... And the nace of the of the be'er is, is more primary. We do commemorate the double portion of the mon which came before Shabbos. That Hashem showed Shabbos was special. So that's not commemorating the mon. That's commemorating this the special element of Shabbos. But we don't have a mitzvah every day to sit down and and do something as a reminder that Hashem gave us mon every day. We don't have that. But we do have a reminder that Hashem um, gave us the nonia covenant. The shapes the skewers. Who's the idea of the davening? Some say it was uh, sukkah in the skewers. I understand, but there's no mitzvah of the Torah to do that. Right? How would you commemorate money? Uh, uh, the same way you the figure out a way to commemorate the sukkah, or the, as a way to commemorate only a covenant, he'll figure it out. But he didn't. He didn't give us that command. Okay, so. Thank Rashi- you very much. So Rashiva said that that's the opposite. The Bershom took us out to the midboard. So he looks to the midbar. He has to provide for our water. He has to provide for our food. I mean, that's that's that's, that's expected of him. If he put us in that situation, he's going to take care of us. We didn't need it on the covenant. That was a special expression of his love and his care and his concern to show to go above and beyond what was necessary. But the primary elements, of course, we had to give to us. It's only fair. If he took us to the midbar and let us die there, that's that's not not that's not acting very nice. But the fact that he gave us the mon is, 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 is I mean, the, the Anani Akavid is indicative of expression of Karsporko's love. So Sukkah is about Karsporko's love. And that's the, what, what you have to keep in mind. Now, I do want to point out that the Torah says, by the mitzvah of Sukkah, in order that the generations will know that the Russian had us dwell in these clouds of glory. So the Bach points out that this is a, this is a, 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 a almost unique phraseology in regards to the mitzvah. That, that, that a mitzvah has a has a purpose in order that is said three times in the Torah. You put on sitzes to remind you of all the mitzvahs. You put on tefillin that Hashem's word should be in your mouth. And you put on you sit in the sukkah. That's the only three places the Torah says a, a, a purpose of a mitzvah. So the Bach says that this is a unique halacha. If you don't have that kavanah, you're not yet to the mitzvah. That's what the Bach says. So the, the mishabura passes bidi ever you yod say. The person sits in the sukkah and doesn't think about the nonia kavanah. According to mishabura you yod say. According to the bikur yakov. According to the Bach. According to others, you're not yod say. Person sit in the sukkah without that, without that intent. He did not fulfill the mitzvah. Sukkah is like he ate outside of the sukkah. So it's a very this very very it's a big issue. And 
the beer loch, the Simon Samuel says the person puts on sitzes without thinking that the sitzes are to remind us of Hashem's mitzvahs. According to this opinion, it's like you're wearing a four-cornered garment without sitzes. That's that's what we're talking about. And what is the message? But well, the message over here by Sukkah, the message is not just that Hashem gave us money on COVID, it's the message of Hashem's love for Klai Yisrael. So that's what you have to remember. So we sit in the Sukkah and we talk about the Hashem's love for Klai Yisrael. So let's, I want to read one piece over here. Let's start with one piece over here. On the first page. I, I hope the pages came out right, but at least let's assume they did. Yeah. Tell us to wear sitzes. It tells us if you wear a four cornered garment, you've got to put sitzes on it. Correct. It doesn't tell you you got to wear a four-cornered garment, though. I understand, but when, once you're wearing it, you better put on tzitzas in order to remember the Shabbat mitzvahs. Yeah, telling you you have to wear a four-cornered garment. I didn't say you have to wear it. I just said when you do, yeah. you better do it the Mantis Kuras is coming to the side, because otherwise it's like wearing a four-cornered garment without, without yeah. tzitzas, which is awesome. And the other thing is, is, is Shmuel Shabbos Lakacho, because of the purpose of, of, of keeping Shabbos, is because Hashem. Told you and gave you a reason also. The Torah does not use the language of Laman in order that. But the other words, over here. It... Street, many streets we have this done every night. Really? Yeah, that's why I have to clean the street. Okay. Just kidding. Okay. 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 So, with these three elements. So the, on the right column, the Rebbe Bechai is bracketed off. Meloshon Ma'oid means very much. You love him. Any opportunity you have to express your love, you should do so. The point over here is you should not value your money more than the mitzvah. You shouldn't be upset about the fact that you have to spend money on a mitzvah. Even though a lulav and costs a lot of money, don't worry about the money. Buy the lulav and the esrog. The worst is the story that one year there was a tremendous lack of esrog. Rabbi Gamliel bought an esrog for a thousand zoos. A thousand zoos, two hundred zoos was what a person would live on for one year. That was a person's person, one individual's basic needs. Food, clothing, and shelter for a year, it's 200 zoos. Five years worth of cost of, of, of one person's support for, 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 for an asterisk. Okay, so people complain about these asterisk and that you know, they're very expensive, right? It, 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 it's a mistake, right? The Chavaz Chaim writes in one place, he writes a beautiful thought, he says, you know, that a person is, you know, he's a military man. And he's really committed to the to the king and to the army, etc. When he's given a difficult assignment, he's excited because it shows it's an opportunity to show how much he, he he's committed to this. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's an opportunity to show his love and his his commitment. So when we when we're given a difficult mitzvah, that's an opportunity to show our love and our commitment. Instead of catching about it, say, "Well, Baruch Hashem, it's a great opportunity to show that we, we, we this is important to us. I'm willing to spend a large amount of money, even though it's expensive, because the mitzvah is important to me." So that's that's the point that he's saying over here. Loving Kodesh means that you know, a person. I mean, listen. We I, I go back a step. We we all kvetch because that's like that's like that's in, that's the culture. Part of the culture is you're supposed yeah. to kvetch. Uh, you know, 
Right. I bought my wife a new, you know, new dress. It was so expensive. Now, after after the kvetch, deep down, really, are you upset the fact you spent money on your wife? No, you're very happy you spent money on your wife because you love your wife. You want to buy something nice for your wife. Good. So you, got, you go to the shul, to the, to the kiddush. Part of the job is to say, wow, it costs a lot of money. Okay, you're too bad. But after, the, after you get out, that, that out of your system, let's be honest. We're happy we spent money. Right, we we want we want to show our love. Right, I, I, I buy her a piece of jewelry. Right, absolutely. Right? Why? What, what? You're spending money on the jewelry. Are you, are you really upset about it? I mean, if you are, we have other issues in the marriage. Okay, you know, like you know, right? <laughs> a, a person has a healthy relationship wants to do that. So, what we should want to spend money on the because that shows that the Russian gave us a tremendous chesed that we have a way to show our love to him. Kodesh Baruch could. I think I told you this 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 idea once. We have this, you know, I, I, uh, on Thursday night. Right, Sorry. Right, you know, so um, so imagine like that. Imagine I would be a Chassidic Rebbe and I do and I do miracles. Okay, I'm not. I mean, I do the miracles part, but not the Chassidic Rebbe. Anyway, all right, okay. Imagine I'm, you know. Can I touch a cake you eat? Right. What? Can I touch a cake you eat? Hundred percent. This is. I, I left nothing over. The this It shouldn't have any. Try to get to my shirayim. Okay, so I'm walking and I, and, I, and I hear this little voice, Rabbi Rangold. I look around and there's nobody there. Uh, I don't see anything. Okay, it's Mrs. Rangold. No. Right. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I, I continue a little further. Then I hear this voice again. I said, "Who is it?" And this little aunt that says, "It's me." This little aunt's talking to me. This is Rabbi Rangold. We think you're really cool. From now on, we're going to title you the title you the Rabbi of the Ants. How am I going to react? Pride. Pride, okay. <laughs> Flattered. Flattered, okay. It's, a, what, it's, an, ant. it's, it's an, an ant. It's an ant. <laughs> I don't need to get my jollies from ants thinking that I'm special. You know, I got better things in my life. I say, ant, get a life. Right. <laughs> right? You know, if I need to do that, I mean, listen, some people need COVID, you know, you get it where you can get it. You know, you get it wherever you can get it. You can get it from, you know, get it from the ant, okay, it's better than, you know, you can't get it from, you know, the Balabatsu, but it's true, you get it from the ant. But anyway, but, right? I mean, like, really? Like, what an ant thinks is important to me. Like, like, what do I care about an ant? Right? Because lets us talk to him. And he wants to hear from us. He says, like, I want to hear from you. Like, really? The gap between us and Chris Burke was a lot bigger than the gap between an ant and myself. And he's interested in hearing from us. Not only that, the first Baruch Hashem what does he say? He says, Avraham. What is Hashem? He, what's, how do we know him? We know him as he's the God of Avraham. This is the, the, the being which our minds can't comprehend, who's greater than the whole universe. You know, the, the size of the universe is so mind-boggling. We have no, we have no way to, the, the number, the, the numbers that they use to describe it mean nothing to us. The, the size of a human being, and that, and that reality is like the size of a neutrino compared to the sun, and even that's not a good muscle. And on that little neutrino, there's this like little guy saying, you know, like yeah, it's me, you know, right? And the person says, yeah, Alakay Avraham. I'm the God of Avraham. That's my praise. It's like Rang was saying, he, rabbi, rabbi of the ants. Right? Like, that's praise. That's an insult. But the Bershom loves us enough. He wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants us to talk to him. 
we bats and relu shelters run after me. Like I, I, I walk into you walk into the. I I, I once saw a, a quote from a, a person describing walking into the czar of you know, of Russia. He says you had the most intelligent, powerful people in the world. They would walk in and they were struck dumb. They couldn't talk. The pachad of standing in front of the czar, who had the power of life and death, was so overwhelming they couldn't talk. Forget about the czar. There's a, there's a, there's an article. There's a, there's a ger tzedek in Eretz Israel who was a prince and from an African country. He became a ger tzedek. Right? He wrote, he wrote an article. In his country, his father, the king, has the power of life and death. And when people would walk into the king, they they, they would they would lose control. They they would lose control. They were they're sent in front. Of, if you insulted the king, you said something wrong. Like, like it was all over. Nobody was allowed to be taller than the king. If you're taller than the king, you walk like this because you can't be taller than the king. Like an insult to the king. You 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 stood up by this and the king. Uh, guards, you know, <laughs> out, you know. Like, we should walk to Shonesrei, and we should sit there so overwhelmed. We should be, we should be dumb. We should it may pass open our mouths. The person says, "No, no, no. I want to. I have. A, I gave you a mitzvah to talk to me. Because without a mitzvah, you wouldn't be able to talk to me. Without the person saying, I, I want to hear from you, we would say, like, you know, like, you know, the ants assumes he has a right to talk to me. I say, ants, get a life. You know, step on the ants, right." The person says, "No, no, I want to hear from you. I, 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 you're important enough to me that that I'm going to do special things for you. I'm going to give you reminders, and I'm going to tell you to do the reminders. And I want you to have a relationship with me. I want you to love me. And your opportunity to, is to show back. So, if we, from that vantage point, we see a Kodesh is expressing this tremendous outpouring of love and care and concern for 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 us." We have an opportunity to, to give it back. It's, we have to run for it. Really, there's a way of the related answer from Baditchu that um, he had his, he, he bought his dollar minimum. So where do you store the dollar minimum? Where do you store your dollar minimum? In his china closet. It's much more valuable than the china. Like where else would you store it? It's much more valuable than than, his, than his silver. That's the most valuable thing he has. He has a mitzvah. He put it into the china closet. It came the morning of the, the, the first day of Sukkot, and he's looking at the clock to see when the time is up, like you ought to take the, the, the dollar minute, because he's waiting for the mitzvah. Finally, he looks at the clock, and he says, it's time to do it. He runs to grab the dollar minute. But he was so excited, he forgot to open the glass. So he smashes his hand through the glass, to get because he was so running to do the mitzvah, he pushed it like, he forgot about, oh, there's glass there. He's so... I once I told the book the reason why they put the, 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 the you know in the, in the yeshiva they have that glass when you walk in at the base matters the reason they put stickers there is because they're, they're afraid the book of running into be, running into base davening they're going to run so stark they forget the glasses there and smash into the glass right it's a joke but really it's not a joke and that's that should be, that should it be like the, the opportunity to talk to Kodesh Baruch should be so exciting to us it's overwhelming to us that we should possibly be so focused on it we, we're going to forget. The, the, the details on the way because like you know he, I tell you the guy he's, he just won the lottery a half a billion dollars you're going to you're going to have somebody accompanying him to make sure he doesn't like he's so excited and so overwhelmed like he's not thinking straight you want somebody else with, with him to make sure that he you know gets there safely 
because otherwise he's going to be dreaming about the thing and you know, all of a sudden he's doing like 900 miles an hour down the, down the beltway because like his foot's out. He's not thinking about the, the, the car, he's thinking about the money. Right? That's what you would expect to happen. So why isn't that how we walk in the chakras? We're not thinking about, you know, we're, we're thinking about dominating. Like, wow, like, I can talk to Kodesh Morocco. That's, that's more valuable than a half a billion dollars. So that's what it means, Every part of your being is going to show the, the love that you have for Kodesh Morocco. The Bershom did the most tremendous thing in the world. He said he's interested in hearing from us. And he wants us to do a mitzvah. And he cares that we do a mitzvah. And he keeps a cheshman if he does a mitzvah. And he allows the mitzvah to make a difference. Um, I really want to read some of this inside. Um, so let's read the Soprano, the Hafta. So in the, next, in the next column, it's all the way down to the left, bottom left. So he says on the bottom over here, in the footnotes, the Hafta ended Sivoy. It's not a command. If you say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lokedo, correctly, and you understand that Hashem is a Chod, and there's nothing else in the world but a Kosh Baruch Hu, and your Shema, which means you, you, don't, you, you hear it, you get it, you think about it, you listen to the words, the words talk to you. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echod. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem has called His name upon us, he said he's, he's Elokein, he's our God, which is absolutely like, you know, theoretically we should call it ridiculous. Hashem is Elokein, he's our God. And we understand that, what that means. We understand that he's the source of all existence. He's intrinsic existence. Echod means there's nothing other than him in the whole Bria. So you're going to have a desire to connect. You only have a desire to be, be, with, be with him. And you're going to be so excited to have that opportunity to feel that relationship. Because, like, what's better in the world than that? <laughs> so, Vahaf is not a command, it's a, it's a reality. If you get Shema properly, you will love. Not that you should love, but you will love a Kaddish Baruch. Chavetz Chaim says a fascinating thing. He says, there's a mitzvah of Hashem. Now, let's change. The mitzvah that taken down a minute. Are you allowed to eat before you take, take your dollar minute? No. You're not allowed to eat before you take dollar minute. Because I said you can't eat before you do a mitzvah. You're allowed to eat before shayfer, right? Not so partial to eat before shayfer. Why did some yeshiva is allowed to have a kid before shayfer? It's a big discussion in the locker whether it's mutter or not. Okay. Can't eat before you, can't eat before you do a mitzvah. Can't eat before, you can't eat before you do the mitzvah of Abbas Hashem either. So Abbas Hashem is one of the six mitzvahs which are constant. Every single moment of the day a person can do the mitzvah of Abbas Hashem. But the problem is, and if we're honest with ourselves, on an average day, we probably don't do it at all. So Hashem says you can't do that. It's just because it's more constant. It should be less stringent than Lula, which is only once a day. <laughs> because it's more constant? That's illogical. So, so you can't eat breakfast. It says the best time to do it is while you're saying Shema. Just like you, the, the more says, if you, if, if you say Shema without wearing tefillin, it's a, it's, 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 it's a chutzpah. You're saying, Bershom commands us to put on tefillin. You're not putting on tefillin. So what are you saying to Kodesh Baruch Hu? The Bershom commands you to have love. You're not, you're not giving him love. It's an insult. But, okay, if not then, at least before you, before you eat breakfast, he says. Before you eat breakfast, you got to do it. you got to stop and think. 
So that's pretty heavy. I mean, like we, we, we're we're not into we're not into this touchy feel. Like you know, you go to you go to like the Kalbach and the Breslov, you're like the touchy feely love. You know, the stuff. We're not into this love stuff, right? You know, we're into like yeah, dunamitzus. And I want to ask the person one time after davening. He said, "How was your davening?" She says, "What does that mean?" <laughs> I mean, did you find that a davening inspired you? The person gave me this blank look, like I davened. I said. Okay, I think we have to have a conversation over here about the definition of davening, <laughs> right? Right, davening should be, and it should it should be an experience. I don't mean you just have to sing. I don't care whether you sing or not. But, but I, I, I give you this is a, it's a private, it's a personal story. So uh, the couple years are not necessarily the, the most lucrative years of a person's life financially. They're very lucrative in learning, but not very lucrative in financially. So, of course, the bill came, which was a significant amount of money, which came, and I had no way to pay it. You know, my wife and I were discussing, you know, remember, I remember I went home specifically once time to discuss with my wife, to see if we have any way, which way to have to deal with the deal. I said, I don't have. Some, you know, okay, I don't have, I don't have, let's go back to learning. Like I said, worry about it, but, you know, like, you know, I go back to davening. Let's go back to learning. So, so I come to davening, come to Mincha, and I say, so you know what? The Russian runs the world. So what am I worried about? If I'm supposed to get it, I'm going to get it. If not, I'm not. Right? What am I worried about? So I should be told to relax, right? But I wasn't. So what am I... So what, it's not a game. If you believe the words, so then relax. If you don't believe the words, why are you saying that? So I said, I'll repeat it again. Until I feel relaxed. So I said it a second time. I still wasn't relaxed. I said it a third time. I said it about 40 times. And finally, you know, come down. You know what? I believe the version of Pesach is the most beautiful chayim. So the version takes care of the world. It's supposed to be. It's going to be. It's not going to, it's not going to be. It's nothing. If I have no power to do anything about it. I'm not going to worry about it. The version runs the world. All right. And it hit me. That's what davening is supposed to be every single day. Davening is that you walk in the davening and you walk out of davening a different person than you walk in the davening. You feel more relaxed. You feel more reliant on the Kodesh You feel closer to the Kodesh Baruch You feel you get a chance to speak out your issues with the Kodesh Baruch And you feel that he listens. Rebbe says a story, which is an awesome story. He says that he was once by the, the Kodesh and uh, Rabbi Dr. Abraham J. Twersky said he was by the Kodesh and he sees they're bringing, they're bringing close this, this, uh, this old Sephardi Jew who's blind. They're bringing him close to the person. They put him right next to the Rebbe Tversky. And he starts caressing the stones and kissing the stones. And then he starts telling Kodesh Baruch about his day. Russian. I get up in the morning. Thank you so much. I get up in the morning and it's been a good day. I'm able to do this and do that. He's just talking to Kodesh Baruch. And then in the middle of the... Middle of the Tversky, like, it's not really my business to listen to this conversation. But like, you know, he's not talking quietly, you know. Then he says, oh, I'm sorry, I told you that already. And he continues on. And Ritzvah says, when he said those words, it hit me like a, like, like a ton of bricks. This man knows there's somebody listening. So why repeat it? I told you already. Kodesh Baruch is listening, so what am I repeating myself for? He says, I never doubted a word of my life, he said. I, I realized at that moment, he says, <laughs> that he knows I talk to a wall. He talks to God. That's what davening is. So the davening is an opportunity to to talk to Kodesh Baruch Hu. I, 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 a different way of doing it. The person looks at the bounty in their life. The gives each person a tremendous amount of bracha in their life. So the person thinks about it. The Roshim, thank you. 
I, I, it's so nice of you, so kind of you. I feel it's so sweet of you. I, I love you for what you've done to me. We could do that. We're not, it's not like off our radar screen. Again, it's like it's like you know, it's like the wrong religion a little bit. It's like it's more like Karbach, you know. You know, love deep, deep. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, but hey, but you know, come on, it's a mitzvah in the Torah. The Ram, you know, counts as a mitzvah in the Torah. It's a mitzvah to me. This is one of the to love a kaddish baruch I, 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 somebody once to ask me. You know, we know that you know, sometimes focusing on Elam Haza is a stira to um, focusing on Elam Hapa. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. I think I told you the story once. So I, I had a chaver in yeshiva came from from Australia to Tells. Came from Australia to Tells. His parents were survivors. Both of them lost a family, their first family in the war. And they found each other after war and they married. They both had lost a spouse and children. And they, this is their second marriage. And they had one child. This child ended up in Sydney. They, lived, they were living in Sydney, Australia. And they said, you know what, I want my son to have Torah. There's no great learning opportunities for, the, for this, this young man in Sydney, Australia. In those days, it wasn't the Carmel in Melbourne. They sent him to Tel Zeshiva. They were not rich by any stretch of the imagination. They could not afford to bring him home for Yom He did not go home for four years. Okay. Now, those, the, the, the age in this, this, this Sukkah Baruch Hashem is old enough to remember. In those days... Uh, the cost of a phone call to Australia was $9 a minute. He spoke home twice a year, before Pesach and before Rosh Hashanah. The rest of the year he wrote letters. This is 1976. He wrote letters. Every every week he wrote a letter to his parents, mailed it off. The aerograms, remember the aerograms? Oh, yeah. I, he mailed it off on the aerogram, and his parents, he would get one from his parents, like, you know, responding to his last one. There was, there was a constant you know, cycle of, of letters. He had not seen his mother for four years. He'd spoken to her eight times in four years. This is a woman who's a, who's a Holocaust survivor. There's nothing pre- more precious to her than her son. And she sent them away for four years to Shiva. It's a mind-boggling thing. Mind-boggling. The, what a Yiddish mama is. Okay, he's going home after four years. Now, picture, it's a Yiddish mama. She hasn't seen her son for four years. What's she going to do? She's going to make a pseudo which the Shlomo Michel, that Shlomo Melch would be embarrassed of, right? You know, but by it's, it's this gorgeous meal, right? Everything which he ever said he liked, his favorite steak and his favorite this and his favorite that is going to be like you know, like ah, you know, Jewish mother, come on, like, you know, right? All the way. He comes home and he sits down to this meal. I'm picturing him sitting down to this meal, and it's like it's, he hasn't had his mother's home cooking for four years. He's eating the yeshiva food, and you know, the yeshiva food. Was not something to write home about. I mean, it was, but to, 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 to write about how bad it was. But right, right. And he's eating. He's sitting down to that meal. What's he going to feel? Gishmaka steak? No, he's going to feel four years of his mother's love put into that steak. That steak is four years of his mother's love in that piece of steak. That's what he's going to feel. And if all he feels is the steak, he missed the boat. There's so much in there. When the Russian makes you a beautiful cake, all, all you feel is the cake. You missed the boat. The Russian made a beautiful world with beautiful things which taste good. Why? He made it like that. And it's his love being expressed in the apple. When you eat that apple, you enjoy the apple, you're feeling Kodesh Baruch love. When you eat the orange, 
Like an orange is good. It's, it's, it's so geschmack in an orange, right? It's like it tastes so good. Well, who made it like that? The Bershman did. So don't, don't just focus on the orange. Focus on on the love. Express. We went to Sandy Point State Park today, right? Sandy Point is like geschmack. It's beautiful. The bay and the sky and you know, like wh- who made it? Bershman could have made a world which is gray, like you know, dull, flat. I, he could have. You move to London, you, that's what you feel like sometimes, right? Right. He made us this gorgeous world. Like you look at the sky, you look at the clouds. It's a Kodesh love that we're feeling. It's not just there's a nice sky. Wow, beautiful sky. Kodesh Baruch was so great. It's, that's 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 good. Taking a step right there, he made it that you should enjoy it. He's giving you so much. He's giving me such a big hug. <clears throat> so give him a hug back. Mr. Bershaw, I love you. That, that's what you gotta do. That's a sukkah. Sukkah is we get to go into the sukkah. The Zara says that you sit in the sukkah, you're sitting Hanusa, you're sitting under the shadow of the, 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 the trustworthy one, the one who brush takes care, the one who takes care of us. You're there with you're there with your mother. And you're in your mother's arms. So just hug him back. That's what you gotta do. That's what a sukkah is. Just hug back. Tell you one last my son, I get to do tomorrow. Um there's there's a, there's a Kabbalah Gamora more Shabbos my Daf Yaminix okay I'll ask you what Daf you won't be able to tell me maybe you will be able to tell me. right Shabbos second parak the Mora says the Rishi Shita is that the Malacha of Soiser is only Chayiv it's Almanas Livnois Bim Kaimai it's not enough if you do Almanas Livnois person does Soiser it's a negative act he's destroying something he's dismantling a building dismantling something which is built that's the Malacha of Soiser of, of destroying something but it's only chayiv if it's a positive act, because all malachas of Shabbos have to be something which is positive, not which is negative. So more, yeah, you're you're taking it apart to rebuild. So yes, it's not enough. You have to rebuild. You have to take it apart to rebuild in the same place. Okay. So more says one second. What's the source for the malach of soiser? Where do you have soiser in the Mishkan? When they took apart the Mishkan, when they were traveling to go to the next place. So by definition, soiser is uh, is, is to rebuild somewhere else. Not to be rebuilt in the same place. How can you tell me that source is only Kai if, if it's in the same place? Uh, by, by definition, the, 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 the par- paradigmatic Soiser, which is from the Mishkan, was Amanas Limnus Shulaybim Kaimai. So, more says, Kibin Nixiba Piyashem Yachin, Piyashem Yiso, it's like an Amanas Limnus Kaimai. Since they traveled Al Piyashem, it's like the same place. That's the Morris Terrence. So, that's from Shulabitz. What's your shot? Right, a woman gets into the bus, the Tel Aviv Yerushalayim bus. She gets into the bus with a baby on her lap. The bus travels for an hour. She gets to Yerushalayim. The baby's still on her lap. I ask you, where is that child? Well, it's an hour ago. It was even that was in Yerushalayim. It says, no, no, no. That's not what you answer. You say it's in its mother's lap. That's how you answer. The child is not. I mean, the child was never in Tel Aviv, but never in Yerushalayim. The child's in its mother's lap. That's where the child is. When Christ was in the midboard, they were in a Kershbarko's lap. The physical place wasn't the definition of where they were. That's what it meant to be in the midboard, in the Nunea Covenant. That's the more saying. Even though Riyasi requires it to be in the same spot, in the midboard, they were in the same spot. Physically, they moved. But that, that wasn't how you define yourself in the midboard. You were sitting in a Kershbarko's embrace. So you define yourself, you're being embraced by Kodesh Baruch Hu. Like the physical places, like that's how you define yourself. That's like, ridiculous. Like who would define the, definite, the place where a child is, a baby is, other than the mother's lap? That's what a sukkah is. 
a sukkah is your mamish in your for seven days you're in a kodesh baruch Hu's lap. You define yourself by being in a, in a kodesh baruch Hu's lap. That's what the sukkah is supposed to be. It's to feel that love of a kodesh baruch Hu to the point that you don't define yourself by anything else other than the fact that you're in the kodesh baruch Hu's lap. And that's and Mel, of course you want to love him back. And that's the mitzvah of Hashem, which we have a command to do. Because of the Chesed Hashem, He allows us to love Him. He allows us to connect to Him. He allows us to talk to Him. He allows us to relate to Him. He allows us to feel Him. And we're supposed to feel Him when we sit in the sukkah. At the, and more than any other place in the world, those seven days we sit in the sukkah, the eight days we sit in the sukkah, we have to feel a Kodesh Baruch's presence. Everybody say thank you for listening.